hardly focused. I was riding my bike around the circle and this kid runs out of the house, throws a stick with a nail in it at my bike, pops the tire. I look at him and go, dude, what? And he just goes, is it hot in here or is it just me? And he runs back inside and closes it. Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. Hey, we're the Ack and Jack Show. Chris Ackiardi, Jack Gill, Zach Ward. You can get us at ackandjack.com. That's A-C-C and jack.com. It is the 9th of September. It has been 23 years since the Sega Dreamcast was released in the United States. That's a big deal, man. Uh, yeah. Nine, nine, Never forget. Never forget the Sega Dreamcast and what it did for gaming. Nope. 9999. I, I remember uh, exactly that. I remember that day very well, like, because I was like the fifth grade, I think, but I remember just like our principal making a very big deal out of it. Just that, that like, there would never be, <laughs> there would never be another day like that until 2010, I think. Huh. Um, and then uh, I think we're. I think we're at this point where we're either well past or very we're starting to run out of those palindrome-ish dates. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I used to get yeah. so annoyed at those because I don't know. Any time someone was like, "Oh, this is the last time we'll have a date that looks like this," and I'll be like, "Well, yeah, every date is different. That's the point of a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's not interesting to point out." <laughs> Uh, Ak, I remember when you were younger, uh, you thought I was the coolest person alive, which is still true to this day, because I had a Sega Dreamcast, and you really wanted a Sega Dreamcast, mm-hmm. and your father was the one who was like, no, the Sega Dreamcast is garbage, and it, it won't be around forever, and we're only going to get you the finest in 64-bit technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was right. In hindsight, he was right. But yeah, yeah, because I was originally a, we were a Sega household one generation previously. I had the Sega Genesis and not a Super Nintendo. But then we got the N64 and I've been a Nintendo loyalist uh, every every day of my life since. Yep. Yeah. See, I was, now I didn't deviate from from Sega. I had Sega grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, started with Genesis and then got the Dreamcast and I was I, I was one of I think three people that I knew that had a Dreamcast um, mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be the greatest thing ever and then it just Sega just had no idea what they were doing after the Genesis when it came to consoles and the Dreamcast was their last attempt and it, it failed it was just too early what about the Saturn the Sa- I love my Saturn. My Saturn is it's right above my head in the, the image you can see of me right now. And I take care of my Saturn and I baby it. And I have so many games and peripherals for it. And it's just sitting there gathering dust right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Saturn, Saturn was the same thing. It was just uh, ahead of its time. Um, yeah. And just the, play- so the problem is, is the PlayStation came out and it was far more accessible and easier to uh program and uh that that's what killed the saturn what happened with saturn 2 is so sega comes out and announces that 
because they knew that Sony was gearing up to announce the PlayStation, uh, I think, on the same mm-hmm. day. So Sega comes out and they do two things. First, they announce that the system's out for, I think, $299, which, you know, adjusts that for inflation because this is, what, 95, 94? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Sega then says the system will be available in September of that year. However, uh, four retailers, four major retailers right now have it available for purchase so like they surprise released it four months early exclusively through like toys r us and like a couple other stores and that just pissed off a lot of people a lot of retailers were just straight up like we're not carrying the system fuck you so they they thought that they were gaining a market advantage and they shot themselves in the foot and then right after that announcement the ceo or whatever of sony america comes up and he's supposed to announce the PlayStation. He just walks up on stage. They show a picture of the console behind him. He takes the mic and goes one ninety nine, <laughs> And then he left. <laughs> and that was it. And Sony just had that. Sony had the, the upper hand for, from that point forward. Um, yeah. So Sega tried, but we got some good games out of that. We, the, the Dreamcast had some phenomenal games. Well, I remember, Jack, I don't remember what grade it was, fourth or fifth. We had a, a group project for uh, school, and um, you came over to my house, and we were supposed to spend the whole weekend. We had like we were going to have to do a big presentation on Monday. It was on NATO. It was on NATO. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> um, you came over Friday night, and we were supposed to spend the whole weekend working on it. You brought your Dreamcast. <laughs> we spent... 70 hours playing Sonic Adventure <laughs> and two hours doing our NATO presentation. <laughs> I think we still got like a B on it. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you the first thing about NATO, but I think we still somehow pulled it off. <laughs> the fact that your parents were okay with this too. They're like, are you boys working on your project? Yes. <laughs> 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 oh man uh, zach did you have a dreamcast no unfortunately so if, like for me like we had the genesis um and um our, our genesis actually ended up breaking and then we got a super nintendo and then um we were just strongly nintendo for a while after that we had the n64 um and then eventually I, we got the PlayStation, and then I just pretty much been a like Sony since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- the most interesting thing is that like the PS One has a really really impressive catalog, but I fucking am so tired of Sony not wanting to actually make anything like properly backwards compatible because mm. there's a lot of games that are really really cool um, and um, I don't know. I kind of wish they would take a little bit more of the onus from like Nintendo and um, kind of like help bring forth some more of like the older um, Mm -hmm. like series. But because there's so many different developers able to do so many different things and like all these gaming studios go in and out of business or get absorbed by one. So like, yeah, yeah, I just had a thought recently I bought a Telltale game on Steam like a week ago that I didn't own. And it occurred to me as I'm buying it, Telltale doesn't exist anymore. Who just got my money? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. 
there, there's some form of telltale around now. They're just not cranking out new games every three months. Yeah, well, well, a bunch of their employees got picked up by Skybound, and now Skybound makes basically telltale style games. Okay, with they probably all the just same employees. bought the rights to them. Then, yeah, that might be it. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to think about. Like, if the company doesn't exist anymore, but I just bought the product, where did my money go? Right. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Telltale, I think, just had really good ideas. Like the, the Walking Dead, I I played the first two seasons of that, mm-hmm. and the Walking th- their Walking Dead games were fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I I'd argue better than the you know the source material. Mm-hmm. But like, I tried playing the Jurassic Park game. And I think I tried playing the Batman game and it just like they were taking beloved IPs and just they had, they didn't know what to do with them. And I feel mm-hmm. like and, and yeah. it wasn't even just from a store, like a story standpoint, even just from like a technical standpoint, the Jurassic Park game was garbage. And yeah. I was so pissed because like because it starts off with like someone finding the Barbasol can uh, that, that Nedry left behind. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. where the hell are we going from here? And then I just like an hour within an hour, I turn the game off because I'm like, A, this sucks. And B, I don't like the story because now we're just introducing a bunch of jabronis that uh, are going to have no impact on the franchise from this point forward. Right. So they're just here and it's their own thing. But what they do is not going to be reflected in the Lost World or Jurassic World. It's it's not it's not anything. It's just it's it's. Uh, I'm playing through a fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, true. So, uh, well, Ak, I, I uh, <laughs> even if you don't know where your money is gone, I hope you at least enjoy what you got. Yeah, well, I, what I bought was Batman Season Two because um, I played Batman Season One when it first came out back in 2016, and I did like the story a lot. But it was notoriously plagued with glitches at the time. Um, so I'm playing through it again now, uh, you know, six years later, because they have, in the intervening years, fixed all of those glitches. Because uh, I remember there were, like, massive fight scenes where I'm like, boy, this seems like a really cool scene, except there are no sound effects. It's like Batman punches a guy and just nothing happens. You hear <laughs> nothing. And it's just, like, little glitches like that. The game just was not ready to be released yet. It needed more polish. Wasn't so, that wasn't that a problem though with Telltale is that they were just like they had really unrealistic deadlines and release I windows. I think by yeah by the last few years before they went out of business, they yeah like you said they picked up a ton of IPs. Like they got Game of Thrones, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Borderlands, Minecraft, like all of these huge IPs, all like with multi multi episode games each like within the same few years like they were basically having to crank out an episode of one of those games like every month and i think they just couldn't do it it was just they they just uh became one of those toxic crunch time developers and collapsed mm. well they, they had their tool the the telltale tool right that was their mm-hmm. that was their engine and it's like was it was developed and then it was never updated so the technology became very oh, outdated oh yes because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like yeah. the bugs a bug that you would encounter in like the walking dead season one would show up in like a game that came out five years later like whatever their right. last release was it was just people were enjoying the game because like you know what you're getting but mm-hmm. at the same time you know what you're getting yeah exactly yeah 
Um, <laughs> Zach, did you have a favorite Telltale game, if any? Um, you know, I not. I'm not super familiar with this. I don't think I really played any of the any of the Telltale games. Okay. When I think about it. Okay. I've got a, a whole library. I got a bunch for free, including mm-hmm. like the Back to the Future series, which I need to play because yeah. I've I've heard that's probably one of the best. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I've played almost all of them. I think I haven't played Jurassic Park. I haven't played Minecraft or Borderlands, but I played Batman, Game of Thrones, um, all all four seasons of The Walking Dead, all the Walking Dead DLCs, uh, Back to the Future, Monkey Island, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, <laughs> which was my well, that was actually my first Telltale game because. Uh, I love Strong Bad, so sure. <laughs> I picked that one up and got hooked on all of them. I just remember the Back to the Future game. They had uh, a a sound alike for Marty McFly mm-hmm. because they were able to get. So I think like Christopher Lloyd is in it, and yeah, he is. And they get they were able to get a lot of the cast from the the films to be in the game, but mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. I can't remember if he just wasn't available or they weren't. They were concerned, like, hey. You're you're up there in age, but you also can't sit still. So like here you are trying to play, you know, teenage Marty McFly. It's not gonna it's not gonna McFly. So yeah, no. <laughs> so they got the sound alike, but then in one of the later episodes, then they got Michael J. Fox to come in and play one of McFly's ancestors because then it made right. sense they could yeah. they, they could age up the character and at least have him be part of the project. Because um, mm-hmm. it's just like I love that Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, like they do not hesitate to reprise their roles from back Mm -hmm. to the future. If it's for like Jimmy Kimmel or what, but like Christopher Lloyd is in his like late eighties now. And uh, Michael J. Fox, God, dude, like I don't want to feel bad, but you can tell the dude is struggling. Mm -hmm. He did a whole, he did a whole sitcom a few years ago. Uh, it was just called the Michael J. Fox show. And it was about a character who a guy who's like trying to get back into like because I think he's like a news anchor or something or a sports reporter. And he's trying to get back into it after having to tap out because he gets diagnosed with Parkinson's. And the whole show mm-hmm. is just making fun of him for having Parkinson's like him poking mm-hmm. fun of himself for. It. But it's like, dude, like I get what you're trying to do, but I'm just more uncomfortable than I am taking enjoyment in watching right. this. I only ever saw the, uh, the back um, curb your enthusiasm episode with him where uh, Larry David keeps thinking he's playing up his Parkinson to piss Larry David off because <laughs> they, ha- they have this rivalry. So, uh, like, Michael J. Fox goes to, like, hand him a soda, but he gets an attack and shakes it up first. And then when Larry opens it, it, like, sprays all over him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think he really had an attack just then. I think he pretended to to make me spray soda all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys uh, watched The Sopranos? Yeah, I did years ago. Okay, I was just watching. Uh, I was just watching before I came here, and I'm at the uh, part now where Junior, Uncle Junior's, his Alzheimer's is starting to kick in, mm-hmm. and he's watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he starts freaking out because he's like, "Look, I'm on TV," and they show Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't remember that. I, I probably didn't know what Curb Your Enthusiasm was at the time. Uh, I think. Uh, Oh, it must have just started. It must have been like because because that show rewatching The Sopranos now. There's such bad product placement, and yeah. I th- and I think it was them just trying to advertise like other shows that were on HBO at the time. That's fair. Yeah, there, there's one scene where it's uh, 
like there's two guys sitting in a in a car and i think i think one of them is actually pussy because pussy was the informant and Mm -hmm. uh he's getting ready to go to tony's but he has to wear his wire because everyone's going to be there so the uh the detective is like do you need batteries for that thing and he's like oh, i don't know and then they show the detective and over his shoulders an office depot and he's like why don't we just go over there to the office depot and get you some batteries <laughs> great advertising really <laughs> would have been even better like hey, why don't you go to the caldor over there and get you some batteries they'll be around forever <laughs> uh anywho okay here we go um uh, where which one do you want to start with first okay let me throw two of these at you let's uh zach i'll let you pick how about that oh uh, boy okay here we go so we can either do from the new york post mom gives birth to twins with different dads after sex with two men on the same day or from tmz virginia restaurant apologizes after september 11th themed food menu I'm going to go with the September 11th themed food menu. I, I, I'm glad you did. I was hoping for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was pulling for it. Not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, from TMZ, uh, Virginia restaurant is doing some serious damage draw after releasing a 9-11 themed seafood menu with items named after markers of the attack. Uh, the clubhouse restaurant came under fire Tuesday after manager George White posted the Patriot Day 2022 menu to Facebook with dishes that included a freedom flounder, the Flight 93 redirect crab dip, oh no, Pentagon pie, 9/11 oysters, first responder flatbread, and the, the 2977 chowder. A nod to the number of people who died on 9/11. Mm. Yeah, I mean, also a, a nod to, to chowder <laughs> oh, uh, man. Uh, the 21st anniversary of the attack is on Sunday so it appears that the restaurant thought the menu would act as a way to honor the vine- victims but clearly it missed the mark uh, they also have the remember teeny mm-hmm. <laughs> see like if they just did that maybe Maybe we wouldn't even be talking about it. But, like, the fact that they went all in, like, why do you want to think of the the exact number of people that died while you're eating chowder? Of all things. Like, I just, like, that does not, I don't, I, I can't quite grasp that one. It had to be a bit. I mean, the people had to know what they were doing. And, frankly, I think they shouldn't apologize. I think they should double down. <laughs> It's it's a mix of uh, because now we got um, football season starting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the you know the champions, the L.A. Rams get their ass kicked yesterday it was hilarious. Uh, but you know we've got we got football on Sunday. I believe the Patriots are kicking off this Sunday, and so half the menu here is uh, sports related. You know your hot defense dip, your champs chowder. Uh, they're advertising a tailgate party, uh, but then you have your. Um, and then you have your 2977 chowder, for example. <laughs> now, I think I, the menu that I think I pulled up here is they revised it because um, a, a lot of the things that like, like the fumble, the fumble flounder here, for example, that was not yes. that was not the same mm-hmm. thing before. So I think yeah. it's since gone in and made some adjustments. But um, yeah, I, I like 
I don't think anyone is this stupid. Ack, I agree. This this mm-hmm. is just some marketing that they know would get them attention. Yeah, or they just genuinely thought it was fucking funny, and they were right. <laughs> it is funny. It is. It's- I'm look. I like we were talking earlier about respectability and how I, I genuinely believe in. You know, I don't want to dance on the graves of anyone who's just died or anything. I think it's been 21 years. You can crack the occasional odd joke about 9-11. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm past the point of, oh, that's not funny. That's in poor taste. Like, obviously, most people are going to think that. So it was a stupid decision if they wanted to, like, not get people mad at them. But for me, for me personally, I'm okay laughing at this and saying that is genuinely darkly hilarious. Oh, yeah. At this point, it's like you just let you laugh because it's like someone actually did this. Someone someone in a public facing uh, position did something like this. Yeah. Not to mention it's Virginia, right? Like fucking the, the, the Pentagon, right? Like that's it's not yeah, like seriously. Uh, if it had happened in like Nebraska, would anyone care? But people yeah. in Virginia are not going to take kindly to it. If it happened in New York, people wouldn't take on or Boston. People wouldn't take. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really do, though, want some of that Pentagon pie. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, that Pentagon pie does look pretty good, though. <laughs> See, I want to, like, double down. And now, now that they've gotten flack for that, they should release a new menu. The, the 9-11 menu was an inside job menu. <laughs> <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt steel beams um, loaded nachos? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Okay. Um, Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but our hot sauce chicken wings can. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. The uh, controlled dynamite explosion. It's their mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Our Bush did it guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> the menu's the menu's numbered, but there's no number seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See that that's that's a detail there. That, that, a lot of people wouldn't catch that, but true aficionados would get it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, they had the Never Forget Sampler, which was two cups of 2977 chowder, the Flight 93 redirect crab dip, uh, the first responder shrimp flatbread, the Freedom Flounder, two slices of Pentagon pies, and two Remember Teeny cocktails. <laughs> now, I'm I'm not a beer guy. Isn't there isn't there like a serving of beer called a flight? Yes. Can't you get like a flight? Yeah, that's yeah. what that should have been. Ah, there you go. But what do I know? Sense. Sure, oh, I know. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> call it the flight eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we're going to hell. <laughs> uh, may I interest you in some after dinner frantic phone call to my loved ones, mints? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, you know, you know how they bring uh, at the beginning of dinner, dinner they bring out rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they bring out the less rolls. 
Oh my god. <laughs> see, I think this is good. I wouldn't think this was funny five years after 9-11. Sure. I think there is a curve. There's an amount of time that should pass about after a tragedy to give time for healing and moving on. And I think it's now and I wouldn't want like constant, unending, mean, you know, just hurtful shit, but I think this is funny. <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere someone is saying to the owner of this restaurant, Mohammed Ataboy. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's the last one. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you're getting. Okay. All right. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, this one's from Brazil. Uh, mom gives birth to twins with different dads after sex with two men on the same day. Basically what happens is she, she knows that she banged two different guys. So she wants to see, do they know, <laughs> do, do the fathers know to the father? Like, was it a, was it a polyamorous thing? Was it a group event or dude? I guarantee you just got like a singing telegram. <laughs> yeah it shows up in like the, the like the top hat right in the, the striped suit with a little monkey it just a blows a whistle cuckoldry <laughs> we're sad to say your threesome went south <laughs> that's why i think it is i think it was a threesome i think this chick was got railed by two different guys she she got nutted in by both of them and uh uh, the anatomy, the, uh, you know, the way of life did a thing that it doesn't normally do because mm-hmm. what happened is she decided to get a DNA test for her twins and found out that, uh, only, only one of them was coming back with a single father. They, they weren't both coming back yeah. with the same father. So, yep. And it's actually a, a real thing that can happen. Um, the woman's uh, so this is from TMZ. The woman's attending physician, Doctor Tulio Jorge Franco, says it's possible for it's possible to happen when two eggs from the same mother are fertilized by different men. The babies mm-hmm. share the mother's genetic material, but they grow in different placentas. It's called heteropaternal superfecundation. Cool. I think that's how you pronounce <laughs> it. It's an extremely rare phenomenon that occurs when a second ova released during the same menstrual cycle is additionally fertilized by the sperm cells of a different man in separate sexual intercourse. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Franco admitted he never thought he would see a situation like this in his lifetime as it's one in a million and claims there are only about 20 other instances in the world like it. It's deeply fascinating. I got it. I got to tell this. I got to tell this. And I, and I, and I have to just preface it by saying I, I apologize but I'm talking to the lady the other day, okay? And we're mm-hmm. talking about the menstruation cycle. And I had questions for her. And I have a perfectly good reason for why I was asking her questions. Because my source of information for the last 15 years is Kate. <laughs> so you can only imagine that I, you know, have to, I have to start, like, <laughs> checking my sources and confirming that, you know, there's accuracy in these things. So, so Kate, what's menstruation like? Ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> Was that a decent Kate? That's pretty accurate. Yes. 
So as much as I love Kate and respect Kate, there are some things I need to look back on and say to myself, all right, I need to, I, I just need to get a second opinion here because <laughs> some of the stuff I may have been told <laughs> over the years, Kate might have put spins on it that would only screw with my way of thinking. So, mm-hmm. uh, so imagine that uh, these kids, you know, they grow up. You know, and then they end up going to school to go to high school. This is what's going to happen over the PA. I guarantee you this is what's going to happen. Monique Abdul, please come to the office. One of your fathers is here. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I really think it has good sitcom potential. But that's just what I want to know. Like, when you're you're figuring out the, the logistics, is it funnier that they were having a threesome and then all decide they're going to be parents together? Or is it funnier if the woman had sex at one guy's house, got dressed, put on her coat, showed herself out, locked the door behind her, hailed a cab, (laughs) took the cab three houses down, got out, went inside and had sex with another dude who also knocked her up. (laughs) Like, I can't decide which is which is funnier. (laughs) kids like they're gonna grow up and they're gonna want to know the story about uh you know where they came from and uh one of the fathers is gonna be like son have you ever heard of a spit roast (laughs) (laughs) kids one of the kids gonna come home hey today in school we learned about the eiffel tower i didn't think you were old enough to learn about oh that eiffel tower right okay oh god (laughs) <laughs> get near your mother with a rusty coat hanger hello son <laughs> uh, you know what <laughs> you remember that Rocco's Modern Life episode when uh, Heifer has the vision of his real father mm-hmm. and then the woman appears behind him and he's like mom <laughs> or just goes that's not your mother your mother's a car seat in Illinois <laughs> <laughs> oh that fucking show Oh, that show is so good. (laughs) Um, So the article says, meanwhile, the twins who are now 16 months old are currently looked after by just one of the fathers. It's unclear if the other plays any role in their lives. Man. So, yeah, that's uh, that that would make an interesting court case. I mean, you're never going to hear about it because it's Brazil. But yeah, that would be a. True. Every every legal official uh, assigned to the case has already been murdered. <laughs> Why isn't it a? Uh, th- this should be like a reality show, right? Because like you had the the fucking pedophiles, the Mormons with their what eighteen kids? Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Duggars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th- that was just that was a weird era of TV. It was. I feel like we're still in it. <laughs> we definitely yeah we haven't really stopped we just keep getting worse yeah i was watching a clip from undercover boss and it was uh the ceo of uh rallies slash checkers it's one of those chains that like we don't have them around here but mm-hmm. in on the west coast it's rallies i think uh okay or maybe it's check- it's 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 a different name depending on where you are in the country it's like carl's jr and hardy's yeah um, but the ceo is working uh, undercover at one of the restaurants, and he he's dressed up to look like freaking Gene Takovic. <laughs> and the manager, the store manager, is just being like an abusive asshole. And uh, the the CEO befriends this guy who works like four 
part-time jobs all at once to support his mother and he really wants to be a cook but the best he can do is rallies so uh the ceo pulls the store manager outside and then he just like verbally eviscerates him and then blows his cover intentionally to tell him i'm the ceo and you're in a lot of trouble but i'm thinking mm-hmm. like there's four cameras outside filming four different <laughs> angles of this how, yeah. how how is how is anyone completely unaware of what's going on with the number of cameras that are out there? That is a really good point. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, I know you just got fired, but uh, can you sign this release form? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> or like, because the cameras are in the kitchen following the CEO around, so like, people have to know. Like, what 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 excuse do you give? Like, oh yeah, this is uh. This is Chris. He's just my he's my cameraman. He follows me everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and undercover regular guy. And this a is a different reality show. You've never heard of it. And this is Guillermo. He's my boom mic operator. He's cool. <laughs> and and don't don't question any of the vans that you see parked around here in the parking lot that have uh, you know, microwave dishes on them. Don't don't question any of this. No, it's fine. Just go about just go about your day verbally berating 16-year-olds. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't I reality TV is just such garbage. At least with like eighteen kids and fucking, I mean, counting. <laughs> at least that makes sense because it's like uh, it's an anomaly, right? Like it's the same mm-hmm. deal with the the Goslins and their kids. Like you you you're interested in how a family that large, uh, you know, that came about under circumstances, how they function. But yeah, everything else is just. I mean, it's obviously scripted. It's obviously fake. Yeah. So that's I, I I don't really watch uh, a lot of reality TV outside of the occasional survivor because that's pretty legit. Yeah, I, I, sometimes we just we'll be watching something else and the commercials will come on and I'll just be like, that's fascinating to me. That looks like the least enjoyable thing I can ever imagine watching in my life. Like if I could, if not survivor, just like some of these reality shows, just like. Yeah, you know, married at first sight or anything like that. I just, you know, pulled that name out of out of a hat. But like, uh, just the commercials for them just look awful. Just like the most insincere people behaving in the most weird and unnatural ways. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get the appeal. Right, right. Uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero had a, I guess like a, a quasi sequel series a couple of years ago, and had like almost all of the cast from the show but it was it was like a reality show it wasn't what 90210 was being a drama uh Mm -hmm. it was a it was a reality show based on the cast of 90210 but they were playing themselves it was such a bizarre goddamn concept and it lasted like six episodes yeah i i do remember that yeah I think this is why Luke Perry is no longer because of that show, because it was such a ridiculous concept. And Luke Perry was just like, nope, I'd rather die. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't want to yeah. live on this planet anymore. Yeah. So, all right. Very good. Uh, Zach, what are you doing this weekend? Anything good? Uh, I just got like a, a work cookout thing to go to. So get some free food and some free beer. Nice. And relax. Nice. Uh, Ack, what do you got going on? Uh, nothing really this weekend, but on Monday, Stephanie and I are going to go see uh, Courtney Barnett at the House of Blues. Fuck yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, I didn't realize she was coming around. 
Yep. That's tempting. I don't yeah, think when I, we, I can't do it, but that's tempting. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, when we went to, uh, um, the drag show we went to at the house of blues Steph, she, I didn't even notice her name up on the big schedule for coming months, but Steph pointed it out. And then I, uh, when I next saw my parents and they were like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was just like, I'll take some tickets to go see Courtney Barnett. And they were like, all right, sure. Have you been so, to the house of blues before? Just the one time for okay. the drag show a couple Sorry, months ago. Are you, do you have general admission or are you up in like any of the balconies? We're up in one of the balconies. Okay. Last time we were just, we were just like in the standing, uh, like area. Yeah. yeah that's, that, it, that's a general admission area. Yeah. So I was a little bitter because I forget if I mentioned this to you, uh, when we went, I had a keychain uh, pill case that I keep my anxiety meds in. Yes. And they, so they, I try to go through security and they're like, Hey, what's inside that? And I went, Oh, nothing right now. I just keep pills in it sometime. And they said, well, can you open it up and we can see inside. So I opened it up for them. And there's like a little bit of white residue on the inside because I had pills in there and they have a coating on them that rubs off on the inside of the canister. But the guy's just like, I can't let you in there with this. We don't know what this is. So I had to throw it out. They wouldn't let me in with it. So I was like, just throw it in the trash over there. I just don't have, I don't have one anymore. That's fine. I remember that story. Yeah. I, I, I had a really, <laughs> back when I smoked, I had a really nice lighter that I just bought. Mm-hmm. I think I used it twice and I had it on me and I had to throw it out on his pit. And I'm like, well, I shouldn't have brought this with me. Like, yeah, that's my own damn fault. But yeah, I, I saw I took my father to see uh, Bush and uh, Chevelle there about mm-hmm. 10 years ago for his 60th birthday. And uh, he, he now every time I go out with my father, if we go to concerts, I have to do a pat down on him because he walked in <laughs> with a Swiss Army knife. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And it, like they took it. And now because, you know, he's an older guy, they were, you know, the all the secure people, they're like very respectful, but they're like, sir, we're just going to keep this over here. You can, you know, we'll get it for you when you leave. But my father's all bent out of shape. And I'm looking, I'm like, you did this. This is on you. I didn't know you brought that with you. What did you think would happen? Like, don't get pissy about this. Wow. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, so my advice, if, if you're not actually, if you don't have like seats in the balcony, Mm-hmm. Um, get there early because like uh, if if you're not pretty much right up against the railing on the balcony it's going to be hard to see a stage right yeah so, yeah that's what i would recommend too yeah. okay good to know so i saw a dashboard confessional there once a few years ago and uh it sounded amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't see any of it i couldn't see yeah. any of it but it sounded amazing. so every time i've gone where i've had balcony tickets uh i've always just shown up like for the first opener because then i i know i'll be against the railing and we'll yeah. have a good view at that point so uh yep. but that should be fun though at least you get a full set because i'm have you seen her since boston calling uh no that was the only other time i've seen her live uh and in person she did a a virtual concert from uh nashville where you know you could buy tickets and just tune in on the on the live stream sure so i watched that but no, she's, this will be the uh, second time in person. She's Australian too, right? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, so obviously she's got more material. You get more time with mm-hmm. her, so that'll be fun, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That Her last album, the one that came out earlier this year, is really mm-hmm. good. I love that. I album. love it, yeah. Um, cool, yeah. So next week, uh, I'll be at Riot Fest. I'll be in Chicago for, Ooh, fun. for three days. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, but it's just like... 
this happens anytime I travel and it even happens with going to concerts by myself um, where I have to get myself mentally prepared to go because mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to back out at the last minute, especially since we had concerts taken away from us. And I'm yeah. happy I don't because every time now I've gone to a show by myself, I always walk away. I'm like, that was really fun. And I'm glad I did this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's just mentally telling myself to do it. And in this case, it's flying to a different city and then having to traverse around Chicago to get to the festival. And like, I know it's going to be fun, but it's just, I've, I've got that mental hurdle I need to overcome. But, um, just the bands that are going to be playing though, the bands I'm going to see are, uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. So, uh, and hopefully well, while I- you're in Chicago, be sure to get a pie and go to the hospital at the <laughs> famous shameless ER joint universe deli <laughs> slash hospital yeah see if i can pick uh, pick up some akarmi sandwiches there yeah see if i can find that <laughs> so um so i am saying i just re- realized we talked about that entire thing off air so oh right don't worry we'll get a dick in you as soon as we can <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm staying like right near the Sears Tower uh, and I planned it this way because all the restaurants that are nearby, there's a place down there called Giordano's and that's mm-hmm. they, they have it's like a local chain. But like if you're going to go to Chicago, get yourself deep dish pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I oh, can imagine yeah. you have to. You'd be on paint not to do it. So <laughs> so I'm doing that. Is, is that a Chicago saying to be on paint? Yeah, no, it's a Jack Gill saying. Oh. I like to change. I like to change it up. You see, sometimes, sometimes I like to huff the glue, the Elmers, and then some days, if I'm feeling adventurous, we we switch over to the Sherwin Williams. And if I'm feeling cheap, then we do Bear. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so that's where uh, that's where I'll be. So oh, Fun uh, stuff. And I saw my, uh, the lady, and I saw My Chemical Romance the other night. Um, oh, at the garden, Ooh. and that was uh, I haven't been to the garden since before COVID. And oh, that's why you posted when I was. <laughs> right. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a weird reference. All right. When I was. <laughs> I even, when they were doing that song too, and he did that. When I was. I even did, like, I put my arm out and <laughs> oh, yeah. did the meme. <laughs> that was a good show, though, man. They've been, that was supposed to happen in 2020. That was, it mm. was. I was part of this Facebook group chat because we had a suite and uh, it was my old neighbor got us a hookup and um, this was all supposed to happen in February 2020 and then COVID and then the mm-hmm. band was like, you know, when they could have done it said, hey, it's not time yet. So they bounced, they, they pushed it out another year. And like a month ago, I get a message from someone in that group like reminding us about the <coughs> tickets and everything and just imagine you bought you bought tickets you bought sweet tickets for mm-hmm. a show years ago and completely forgot about it and then just get a message <laughs> reminding you that you have it coming up it was like it was christmas yeah yeah huh. and it was a re- it was a really good time so and that's that's what i was band- to hear it one of those bands that can sell out two nights at, at the td garden that uh yeah never thought that they would uh, ever get to that point so mm-hmm. it's good to have music again yeah oh yes um all right that'll do it for us uh self-control by the way this band amberlin 
doing a show in California in October where they're playing this album. Ooh. And oh my god, I really want to go. Oh, do I really want to go? And I can't. Aww. And I can't. But I really I How many kidneys do you need to live? Sorry, that's not an answer. Um <laughs> one. Okay. All right. I might I might uh I might be parting with a kidney. We'll oh. see. We'll see. See how I feel. You can always get an iron lung. You know, you're fine. <laughs> Being wheeled around in an iron lung. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, that would be more suited to going and see Radiohead. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. You, get, you get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, started playing that music bed like 20 minutes ago because that's how long it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned it up right at the end of it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's never happened before. I suck. All right. So for real, Ak and Zach, thank you both for being here. You're welcome. Glad I could make it. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that was the last second thing, but I'm glad you were here. Um, Cool. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. may not have happened.